You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. You don't have to have it all figured out or check all the boxes of walking a perfectly polished life that reflects Jesus 24-7. All you have to do is be in pursuit of Him wholeheartedly from the inside out and let God work and move through you. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. It is episode 150, and we've got a special one for you this morning. First, I'm joined by Lead Pastor Jose Abaroa. Jose? Happy 150th Happy episode anniversary, Taylor. Thank you. Thank you so much. It has been a journey. And we're joined by student pastor Tyler Keese is in the house to celebrate not only this momentous occasion, but also <laughs> that he just found out about, but also <laughs> Focus Weekend, which happened. Yeah. Tyler, I'd love to kind of give you the first word just to share some quick highlights. What did God do? And just some of the cool things that you got to see this weekend. Oh, absolutely. Um, man, focus was, was amazing. The energy was high. Yeah. Man, for me, it was definitely a different focus experience. I was told a couple of times by our lead pastor that I looked too fresh for it to be focused. <laughs> and I don't know how. Um, in fact, I was even called out for the first service for the bags under my eyes. And they were bags of love. <laughs> um, right. Well, they are, but they are also from feeding my five-year a five-week-old daughter at 4 a.m. Right. in the middle yeah. of focus. So, brand new daughter, hey, brand focus new weekend, focus wedding weekend. anniversary. All no, uh, Cypress anniversary. Cypress. I anniversary. we we moved. We came to Cypress March twenty ninth three years, 29, ago. Three years ago. ago. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Uh, no focus was amazing. Lots and lots and lots of favor, man, at the junior high level, which is um, amazing to see. Man, yeah. getting an opportunity, especially in that three year window of middle school, to captivate hearts of students that are so impressionable. And man, if you can captivate that and and really draw them in, you've got them for, yeah. for six years. And so um, highlight, man, was Saturday night, seeing the movement of response of students that gave their lives to Jesus and wanted to be baptized. And so 28 salvations, 25 baptisms, 19 are down and more to six, come. Six to so come. we we are excited. Yeah, man, it's so incredibly encouraging to see the move of God through our younger people. I too was there on Saturday and haven't seen that type of response. They were so quick to raise their hands in worship, so quick to respond to, you know, accepting Jesus, taking that uh, next step in, in baptism. And it really is a, a a sign that God is up to something. Sometimes we can be distracted by all of the news. And we're talking about being heralds, right? Uh, messengers, we, we're, we're, we're to bring news, um, uh, the good news. And here we see, we saw so many students Mm -hmm. openly and quickly respond to, to the good news of the gospel of Jesus. And man, that is exciting stuff. So way to go, bro. I do hope that you rest this week after the podcast. After yes, the podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Trying to. Yeah, we got some questions. I have 150 questions for this episode. So uh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, but I'd love to hear about the theme. The theme was proclaim. And I'd love to get behind the scenes. We'll talk a little bit about that. How, Jose, as we've been going through this series, uh, Unashamed, through the book of Romans, and just how it, it kind of really had a, a really cool head here this week. But uh, Tyler, I'd love to hear your heart behind just that theme and just kind of what God was showing you months ago when you began to kind of pray and and think about this weekend. Yeah. Um, man, so, so a couple of things. One is for me, um, just on a personal level, 
I mean, I boiled down student ministry to really two basic components that I want every student to to grasp and to leave once they are out of that season of life. And it's simply to know Jesus and to make Jesus known. And so I really wanted to boil that down as simplistically as possible. And so proclaim his name, you know, Jose shared it at the end of his message Sunday, yeah. um, came from that, that first John chapter one, really the first four verses, but we leaned into that third verse about um, just where it says, proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And so all weekend long, we um, man, share the gospel, share the gospel, share the gospel, and broke down the components of, of proclaim into really three simple pieces. Who we proclaim, which who is the person of Jesus, right? Um, and then why we proclaim the Great Commission, and then how we proclaim. So day in and day out, and we really just tried to lean in to simplifying the gospel yeah. and the living that out and sharing that with students as much as possible. And I think that we saw fruit of yeah, that. We did. Um, the friend of mine that came down and spoke, Kingsley, man, he did, he, he did awesome and shared even the three circles model of sharing the gospel of, you know, there's God's perfect design, brokenness, and then Jesus. And so, and how those are connected and where we can evaluate where we ourselves are. Yeah, man, it, it made me think of how many times I've heard this message before I responded to the message. Uh, I think about how many times I've, I've heard the message, and there's a difference between listening and, and hearing, right? Absolutely. Uh, someone in my community group said this morning that you can he, uh, listen to music all day long mm -hmm. without actually hearing what the lyrics are and, and maybe what the melody is like or, or breaking down the significance of that. And uh, so we need to proclaim the gospel because that's our job and then it's God's job to make those seeds plant in hearts. Uh, for me, it happened at the Texas State mm -hmm. University campus where, where, where I truly heard and recognized my need mm -hmm. for, for the gospel yeah. and for the good news. And so since then, I've, it's it's been a journey. Um, but to see the word, like the theme that God laid on your heart, Tyler, and, and then it connects to where we are in the book of Romans. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. You can't make this stuff up to see the response that we saw uh, on Saturday night, Sunday morning, on both gatherings, and then leading up to Easter Sunday, where we celebrate the ultimate proclamation that Jesus came to defeat death and promise us everlasting life. I mean, it just doesn't get much better than this. It no, doesn't. No, it not doesn't. at all. There's three points, Jose, you, you pulled out in this Romans 10 passage that we'll take a look at. We've got believe and trust Jesus at your core, confess and live for Jesus every day and proclaim that theme that we just talked about and share what Jesus has done. Uh, just a little bit more behind the scenes, Jose, as you prepare for this message, what were some of the key themes that stood out to you as you yeah. wrapped all of this into one message? Yeah, so if you've been to church for a while, you know uh, Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that he has been raised from the dead, you will be saved. So it's this confession of faith that brings about uh, um, salvation. It's by faith that we are saved, not by works. But these three words, I shouldn't say but, and these three words really stood out to me, believe, confess, and proclaim in this passage. And I, I really think that they're uh, they, they 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 tie into one another. So proclaim, I have heard it as, man, I have to share the gospel because I'm a Christian. And look, when we share the gospel, that there's powerful 
stuff behind the message of the gospel. So when we even, at a, with the worst ambition, you know, possible, and I don't wanna talk about what that may look like, but if we had the worst of ambitions, Paul talks about that in Philippians 1, 16, 17, when we have selfish ambition or, or evil ambition to proclaim the gospel, even then, it's Paul says, I rejoice because the gospel is being preached. So there, there is power behind the name of Jesus and this message. Um, and <laughs> we need to really think about where this message is coming from. And again, through these three words, believe, confess, proclaim, if we really are proclaiming out of this core belief that we trust Jesus with everything that we are, I think that accentuates the power of the message. You know, instead of, hey, let's be evangelists, let's go out and, and let's just share the gospel. Um, man, for me, if, if I really dig down deep and say, I trust Jesus because I know his love for me. I have experienced his grace. If I confess, if I speak out of that belief and then share that with others and proclaim, it's even more that, you know, even more powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I think something too uh, with all that we talk about. I don't know. I don't know if it matters whether you're 17 or 70, but just the idea of proclaiming it can be hard. It can be nerve wracking. Whether it's figuring out what the words to say or just having that fear that may be holding you back. What would be some encouragement just to all of us as we seek to be heralds, as we seek to share? Uh, we, we've talked about this as a common theme just throughout Sunday mornings, as far as how do we continue to share what God has done in our lives. But what would maybe be some encouragement that y'all would have? Again, for someone, whether it's a student that's maybe trying to share with some of their classmates as well as just someone in the workplace or just all the relationships around us? Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, what I encourage students with all the time is that it's okay to don't know what you don't know, right? So you don't have to be a polished theologian and have it all figured out and have all of the answers. I mean, we're on staff with people with different seminary degrees and biblical studies and different things like that. And even for myself, there are pieces of scripture and pieces of who God is that I still don't fully have wrangled. And so you don't have to have it all figured out or check all the boxes of walking a, you know, perfectly polished life that reflects Jesus 24-7. All you have to do is be in pursuit of him wholeheartedly from the inside out and let God work and move through you. And wherever you find yourself sharing that openly with somebody, you can share as much of Jesus with anyone as you have experienced yourself. Yeah. So if you have entered into that relationship with Jesus, if you have believed in your heart, confessed with your mouth, and then have been like followed Jesus in the next steps of baptism, you can yeah, easily yeah. lead somebody that far along, both with words and with actions. And the rest is the journey that we call discipleship. Yeah, man, that's so good. I think uh, seeing that balance between words and actions is important too, mm -hmm. where it, the, the life that we live should be proclaiming the gospel and mm -hmm. the choices that we make, the uh, priorities that we have in our lives, and then also words. So I, I made a big push on Sunday to use words because that's how the gospel is, is proclaimed. This word of faith, the rhema, that Greek word rhema really hit me. <laughs> Uh, across the forehead as I was preparing because it is the it's the spoken word that's that that's uh, the Greek word for spoken word mm -hmm. and it's powerful for the Roman church because many of them were not literate so they couldn't read words and so really the only way to communicate was to speak it to proclaim it and so we need to also not only live it but we need to share it and Tyler we just said is so good share, share your story mm -hmm. why. 
did you choose to follow Jesus? Why are you denying yourself? Why are you living differently? And also be honest and authentic. What is hard? Because it's not easy. It's simple. The gospel is simple. Believe and confess. That's simple. But Absolutely. it's not easy to live it day to day. So so being authentic uh, in sharing our, our struggles and, and where we are in our journey, um, I think is another way that we can proclaim. Yeah, I think about First John 1, Jose, that's how you close with just sharing how we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. Yeah. And to both of y'all's points, I think just in my life, at least yeah, think about that question. If there were times where I wasn't listening and wasn't looking for what God was doing. So it was pretty hard, actually. I had to almost like try to manufacture, I felt like I had to manufacture something just to share what God was doing because it was what he was doing in other people's lives or other people. But it wasn't until I realized, okay, what is he doing in me? What is it that, that he's wanting to speak to me that um, is so key here? I think we look at these three concepts, the believe, confess, and proclaim. Uh, I want to kind of zero in on that confess piece as far as just that, the role of confession, the role of just humility and the posture that that requires. Uh, I think a lot of people maybe have been rubbed the wrong way by people. They, they can be really good at proclaiming. They'll tell you all about well, how you need Jesus or why you need Jesus. Uh, but there's that missing component of humility and confession. So I'd love to maybe just talk about that a little bit. Why is that so significant? Yeah, this, word is, this word is nuanced. So I'm going to try to take another uh, jab at it. It, but you're saying confession as in confessing our sins, and that's true. And also this word confess means to agree uh, and to confirm our actions. So that's why I asked the question, do my actions line up with my beliefs, with my convictions? Because we do want to live uh, consistent lives. And yeah, uh, I've, I've been that person that is loud uh, and then you know, isn't, is my, my actions or my words don't always line up my actions or where my heart is. And so bottom line, we're all imperfect. So uh, to, to your point earlier, Tyler, we'll never be worthy enough to say, hey, I have it all together and listen to me, um, but we can point to the perfect savior. And so that confess piece, I, I do think is, is both and it's declare with our mouth. So let's use our words. Let's make sure that our, our walk is matching our talk and let's model humility as we confess our sins, as, as we come back to Jesus, as we turn to him time and time again and, and claim him as our savior. Yeah, that, that humility piece is, is huge um, because when you look at, for me, when you look at the confession piece is it's literally a place and a heart posture of admitting that like we, we are incomplete without Jesus. We are not good enough no matter what we may do. And there are some really, really great and amazing people in this world that will do amazing and great things that will impact masses but are incomplete without Jesus. And that takes a huge step of humility and realization that the, the gospel is true. You know, and that and that Jesus came um, for all to save all to restore all, but it takes that yeah that tiny word humility, but magnifies it in in enormous proportions. Mm. Let's talk about I think about yeah. There's so much we could go here. Uh, this theme that with the whole series we've been talking about unashamed and just this idea of being unashamed heralds essentially is yeah. what we're talking about here. Just unashamed witnesses of of what God is doing. What is the value? So much of this we have maybe personal relationships, whether it's with family or with workplace, where we may be the only one, only believer in that particular space to represent. But what is the value of community? I think about focus. There was, is not just God doing things individually in each of these students' hearts, but just collectively, not only 
within the whole student family, but even just the church family as a whole. What what role does community play in being heralds for yeah, the gospel? Yeah, that's really good. I, I, it helps me be more unashamed because I know I'm not alone. So um, I know that, I mean, we're here talking about it. There's power when we confess uh, to one another, hey, I'm, I'm a believer too. And the more that you are vocal about that, the the more power there is behind it. And the message therefore can can go out with that, that power. I think um, personally, I did move from shamed. Uh, I didn't, you know, when I started following Jesus, I, I didn't want to talk to anybody about Jesus because I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. I didn't want to, you know, tell anybody what to do. Um, but really, I, I hadn't experienced that power yet. The more I walked in community, the more that I was discipled, the more that uh, I, I committed uh, and surrendered to the uh, inerrancy of scripture, that it, what it's saying was true, the more that I, 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 my faith was emboldened. And you do speak with those family members that are not yet believers, you know, and, and it's, it's always a fine line. I think we need to be bold in both word and deed. So we need to be bold and, and speak the truth and also be patient and, uh, because this is a long, you know, race. It's, it's not a Here's the gospel, <laughs> respond or reject. It's, it's a long journey. Mm -hmm. and, and many people will say yes to Jesus, like we saw this weekend, boom, I'm there. And for other people, it'll take years and years and years and years. Yeah, for sure. I think another big piece of community and where it all fits is uh, accountability. You know, the, the support and the encouragement is great, but also having that peace, when you experience real Christ-centered community, you give permission for others around you to speak into your life yeah, at the so pieces that, that don't reflect Jesus, right? Yeah. And the pieces that can be a distraction. So like for an adult, whether that's career or finances or insert blank, right? For a student, it's the desire to, to fit in and not be an outcast socially. And so when you surround yourself with Christ-centered community, there is that healthy level of accountability and even tough love within the body of where we get to remind each other to stay focused on what the ultimate prize is in the race. And it is to proclaim the name of Jesus. Because even as a pastor, there are constant distractions yeah. that pull away from what your ultimate, like God given call is. Mm -hmm. And so having that peace and community and giving people that authority to keep you grounded is, yeah. is a key piece. Let's go further there because that's something both of y'all talked about, just this concept of a journey. Uh, throughout this whole series, one of my favorite things to be asking uh, the different guests we have is, is uh, how do you keep this at the forefront of your mind? Because the the concepts, uh, just even the idea of being unashamed, sharing the gospel with others, that may seem real simple, but you know, as soon as Monday rolls around or even just after a few weeks or a few months, uh, I don't know about you, but at least for me, that can kind of quickly become a back burner thing, especially if it's around people that it may be difficult or I may be, you know, scared or, or worried about. So how do you, are there any disciplines or any any kind of habits that you have to kind of keep this at the forefront? And Jose, I'd love to you to share your thoughts on this yeah, too. Yeah, I'm looking forward because at the end of Romans, he talks a lot about different individuals. And, oh, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm not finding it. Anyway, here's my point is, that baton that I had on Sunday, we are running a race. Let's let's carry the baton with us to remind us that we're running. 
the race. Uh, that does mean by starting, you know, spiritual disciplines, starting with prayer, starting with scripture, making sure that those things are guiding our day, not our circumstances, because there are a lot of distractions. There's a lot of stuff, um, but there's two different ways that we can tackle any problem. One is my way and the other is God's way. Uh, when we are grounded in God's way, we can run the race with endurance. When I run it my way, I don't run very fast. <laughs> I need to stop and I slow down and I go off track. And and so that baton is the word of God. And it reminds us of um, what, what he wants to accomplish in and through us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think as far as like personal practices, you know, for me, that's where honing in and focusing in on the B is so important, mm. right? Because the proclaim and the do and the series of Romans of like how we keep that up, the forefront of our mind, how we, excuse me, how we stay focused and driven in our pursuit of Jesus and people is it has to overflow from the B. And if we're not being, then you begin like pouring out from what, hey, in your heart, you believe is true, right? Scripture is scripture. But when we're not constantly reminding of ourselves or at least putting ourselves in a position to be reminded of God's goodness and his love and his grace, it's real easy to run out of that, right? With yeah. others. Um, and so for me, you know, the, the practice of scripture and prayers is vitally important. But my first, I guess, check line um, in my own personal accountability is I evaluate how I'm navigating life behind closed doors, right, with my family. Um, full disclosure, man, I snapped on my kids yesterday. Um, I was exhausted from Focus Weekend. My uh, four-year-old and two-year-old, so, or excuse me, now five-year-old and two-year-old, there's been a lot of acting out since bringing baby Madeline into the yeah. home. And been like, transition. I was exhausted and tapped out. I hadn't cracked open my Bible yesterday. And I had a very weak moment as a father of my kids. And so that was a reminder of, you know, once I put my kids to bed and I was by myself, it was like, okay, I, I had I had no choice but to press in. Yeah. First with prayer, and then I simply turned to the verse of the day. I mean, that's kind of all I had in that moment to lean in. And so that's what I tell students and others. You know, you, you don't have to read a chapter a day or five chapters a day. It can be a verse a day, what, wherever your starting point is. I tell students all the time, it's better to snack on God's word than to starve to death, right? And so again, my, my personal checkpoint is how am I interacting with my kids? And even before that is how am I interacting with my wife? And that tells me a lot of whether or not I'm focused on like really pursuing Jesus and being obedient in those next steps, or am I starting to, to lead from a, I guess a dryness or going through the motions? Yeah, that's really good, Tyler. Awareness is huge awareness of where we are and we need to fuel up because this is a journey and uh, no, none of us are qualified and yet it is a mystery that God chooses imperfect people for his perfect purposes. I mean, this is what it's all about. Um, by the way, I did some research. Phoebe is who I was thinking um, of. Paul, this is not for sure, but pretty sure that Paul gave this letter to Phoebe, a deacon who came and, and brought and brought the uh, the letter to the Rome the Romans. So, in all of that said, we we all have a story. We we all have a journey that uh, we have to share, and we get to proclaim the name of Jesus in in and through the way that we live and, and the way that we talk. And um, Tyler, thanks, man, for doing an awesome job with Focus. Appreciate and uh, I'm excited to celebrate Easter Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Conversations Podcast. 
Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Looking forward to the next conversation.